This is Courtney Doctor, and you are listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by my new friend and Bible teacher, Courtney Doctor, to talk all about her new Bible study, Unpacking the Book of Romans. We have a great conversation for you all about finding the gospel in the book of Romans. You are really going to enjoy this rich conversation. But before we get to it, I want to share about one of our sponsors, the Shine Bright Journal. The Shine Bright Journal is a free 100-page downloadable PDF that you can go grab today at RadicalRadiance.live. I cannot wait to hear how God speaks to you through it. And help me welcome our new friend, Courtney Doctor, to the show. Courtney, welcome to the show. I am so excited to sit down and talk Romans with you today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk Romans with you. I know. We've already bonded over our love of dogs and our love of dog momming, which which is so fun to talk about. And we did that before we hit record. And um, I just can't love a woman more who loves God's word and loves dogs. And so I can't wait to right? dig into your new study that Likewise. we get to talk about today. I know. I know. I'm so excited. And we talked before we hit record about how we were talking about your publisher and how excited you were to write a study on the book of Romans and that, um, one hadn't existed at the house that you, that you wrote it with, which was, which was so interesting to both of us. And I was talking to our women's director over the weekend about your study, because I, I'll probably lead our women through it in the fall. And I said the very same thing, man, I don't think anybody has taught through Romans to our women in the last few years, and I can't wait to do it. And so I would love to just have you start by sharing a little bit about what drew you towards the book of Romans. Well, Romans, I mean, it's such a, it's a huge, right? Weighty, significant book. A lot of, a lot of scholars will say it's, it's probably Paul's most significant letter. Some will say it might be one of the most significant books in the mm-hmm. New Testament. Some will go so far as to say maybe in all of scripture. And so as followers of Christ, as women who want to know the word of God, we need to know all of, of God's word. And so this book being so significant mm-hmm. and containing so much of sort of explaining what we believe. It's it's just a it's a significant book that we that we study. And early in my in my Christian faith when I started getting to know God's word and I thought of Romans, I was kind of taught that Romans was like this systematic textbook. Um, you know, on, on systematic theology, that it was this mm. this almost just doctrinal, intellectual, cerebral, and and if you want to know what these you know big concepts are, like sanctification or justification or election or depravity, all this, then you're going to go to Romans, you know, and so yeah. learning that it's not a textbook, it's a it's a letter that's written mm. by this very real man, Paul, who loved who loved the gospel, loved the message. He's writing to real people who are who are struggling to to both understand and live out this gospel of grace that Paul talks so much about and that's just like us like that's who we are we're trying to mm-hmm. understand and live out the gospel message and so the opportunity to study this this letter this book in the bible for what it actually is is just a huge privilege and and when mm-hmm. i had the opportunity i absolutely jumped at it Mm, I love it. Well, and you talk about how the gospel doesn't just change our future. It does change our future, but it also changes our present reality. 
I would love for you to talk a little bit more about what what does that mean for listeners practically? What does that mean in our lives mm-hmm. that the gospel doesn't just change our future, it changes our present? Well, I think it's so easy to think about our salvation as this event that's going to take place one day in the in the future and we even explain our salvation to others as this you know Jesus died in order to take me to heaven and I mean that's true right it's yeah. the gospel's not less than that it's just so much more than that it's not just this future event but but salvation is is for today it's for now we are we are being saved from just currently right now today we're being saved from temptation from from despair from fear mm-hmm. from pride from like all of these things are are what we're being saved from today and so our salvation is meant to impact mm-hmm. the moments of our days and so paul what he shows us in the book of romans is that because of the gospel message because it's true when when it's applied to us when we're saved then then all of these benefits of the gospel, which are um, peace with God and peace with others and joy in the midst of trials and and Mm. chaos and suffering and hope for not just the future, but for today and forgiveness, like all these things that we need, that we can be changed, that we can Mm -hmm. be transformed, that we can be sanctified. All of those are things that happen today. And so I think what Paul is laying out for us is that this glorious salvation is not just this event that will happen one day in the future, it will, but it also is meant to impact the moments Mm. of our days um, right now, wherever we are. Hey friends, quick break in this conversation to remind you of something. If you are loving the show, you're loving the conversations we're having, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts for Radical Radiance. When that happens, when more of those happen, the show gets put in front of more women and in turn, it allows them the opportunity to take part in conversations that will show them more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus. And I can't think of anything better than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would take just two minutes of your time and leave a rating and a written review. I'd love to hear what you think. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Mm, I love that so much. And everything that you're saying, if I'm looking, if you see me looking down, it's because I was trying to find something on my phone that I want to read. Because as you're talking, we we're just coming out of Holy Week. We're recording this the day after Mm -hmm. Easter. And Mm -hmm. so all of this is so on the forefront of my mind right now. And as as we talked about, my husband's a pastor. And so I'm pulling up his sermon Mm -hmm. notes from yesterday because uh, his sermon on Easter was titled All Because of Sunday. And Mm -hmm. he talked about how at salvation, the reality of the empty tomb. So there's like a, a past, future, a past, present, Mm -hmm. and future part of this, right? So at salvation, the reality of the empty tomb erases your past sinful standing before God, Mm -hmm. empowers your present life for God, and ensures your future resurrection by God. And and man, so beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it? And Romans was all over his sermon yesterday. And so as you were talking, I I was just thinking about yesterday and just how thankful thankful I am for that truth. And it changes the way we live, you know, um, and just encourages it my heart. It really so does. Much. Okay. So I want to say that back. So it erases, empowers, and ensures, right? Is that what you said? 
erases the past, it up again. empowers present, ensures future. I love that. And that's Romans 6, right? Like you have died, you have been buried, you have been mm-hmm. um, raised, mm-hmm. and you will one day be with him in glory. But today, like you have victory over sin today. And that's right. I, I, I love that, that it's, it is that past, present, and future reality. They're all true. I do too. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, we've talked about this a little bit, but I'd love for you to add whatever you want. We, we've talked about how Romans is so full of rich theology and teaches us so much about who God is. And you say right at the introduction of, of your trailer, I think it is for the book, it says at its core, Romans is about the gospel, right? And so I would love for you to talk about that a little bit and just maybe how that's encouraged you as you went through the process of writing the study. Well, I think that word gospel, like we throw that around um, so, so easily. And so I think I've been encouraged to slow down and really think a little bit more deeply about really what the gospel is, because Paul in writing this letter, what he does is he starts off, he wants his readers to know what the gospel is. I mean, that's in chapter one, that's kind of his thesis statement. He's like, it's the power of God for salvation. And so he wants his readers to know what he is, what, what the gospel is, but then he also wants his readers to know what the gospel does, that it Mm. saves us, it changes us, it sends us. And each of those are so important. And so, you know, it saves us. And that's what we just said. Like it's, he's not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, but then it transforms us. It changes us. Like we're to live differently as a result of that. And, and it doesn't just change us as individuals. It changes us and transforms us as a community, as a church, as the Mm -hmm. corporate body, which is a lot of what Paul's addressing in the book of Romans. Like he wants them to be united on the truths of the gospel. But then what he does is he is, he, Paul's getting ready to go to Spain, which was, which was the ends of the earth at that moment in history with the gospel message. And he is inviting the church in Rome to join him. And so in a lot of ways, Romans is this mission mobilization letter where he's like, you need to understand the gospel because first of all, it will save Mm -hmm. you, but then it's going to change you. It's going to unite you and it's going to compel you to join God on his mission. And so we're just not that different from the church in Rome. Like we need the gospel to save us. We need it to change us and to transform us as individuals and in our churches and to unite us on like the truths, the common ground of the truths of the gospel. And then we are in desperate need for the gospel to compel us to, um, to join God on his mission, to proclaim this true message in our cities, our nations, across the world, in our neighborhoods, yeah. in our families. Like it is so needed. And so... I think the the beauty and the the robustness of the gospel just shines throughout all of Romans that it's this beautiful mm. message that is worthy to be believed and it's worthy to be shared. Mm, yeah. Amen. And around here this this is going to sound really familiar everything that you're talking about because the name of the show is called Radical Radiance and God mm-hmm. really used this verse in Psalm 34 it's verse 5 to really steer mm-hmm. me towards this idea of of what does it look like to radiate the heart of Christ and all we do and so it says those who look to him are radiant and their faces mm-hmm. shall never be ashamed and i just always come back to this this refrain of when we spend time in God's presence, when we know the gospel and when we live the gospel and when we know God's word, 
that enables us to radiate him Mm -hmm. into our life, into our relationships, into our work um, in a more full way. And so studying this book is one of the things that I think will be so rich in helping us learn how to do that more fully. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me so excited. And one of the things that I noticed as I was looking through the resources for the study that I, I really appreciated that you put together was a glossary of terms um, that you'll discover as you explore the book of Romans. And I just want to, I, I want you to just encourage the girl listening who maybe feels intimidated uh, of, of reading and digging in deep to a book full of theology. How do you want to encourage her of, yeah, there's a lot of rich, theology in this book but like let's take it one bite at a time like how do you want to encourage her in that well first of all I would just say that was me and so I just have a heart for that person Um, when we first became believers in our early 20s my husband and I at the same time by his mercy and grace you know I didn't even know where to find books of the bible so I put tabs on my you know, on the, on my Bible so that I could flip to it. And so I just have a heart for saying, Hey, there are words that either we in the church use or words that scripture uses. And it is, it is easy, even for people who have walked with the Lord for a long time to just sort of assume like, Oh yeah, I understand what that word means, but, but just to slow down and to say, but do I? And so, so I was really excited Mm -hmm. about this, about this feature to, to be able to offer just when it either comes up in the text that we're studying that day mm-hmm. or, you know, either what Paul is, um, is explaining, it's a concept or a word, to be able to have a place that we capture just a simple, simple definition of it, that we would have a shared understanding mm-hmm. of what that word means. Um, and so the fact that the, that the publisher was willing to do that and then do a glossary that they can, that you can access online was, was just thrilling to me because it's, we, we never need to get to the point that we say, oh, I don't need to go back and think about what that word mm-hmm. means, right? They're so rich. They're so full of meaning. They matter. Like these words matter. And so to take the time to make sure that we have at least a simple, usable definition of those words. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that it exists, whether it's for the book of Romans or I could see that being a resource that a lot of women take with them and use for a long time. Right. And so I oh, think that, that you be- are creating something that will really, um, like you're saying, mm-hmm. we don't want to take advantage of, hey, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time and I, I, I don't need to remember what yeah. sanctification means or some of the words that we might come across. And right. so I love that. Right. I love that. Okay. So one other thing that I picked up on as I was just looking through the book that I would love to talk about was a quote that one of your seminary professors said to you that you kind of unpack in the book. And so the quote is the Bible was written for you, but not to you. And you share that your seminary professor made this statement in class and you share that it kind of frustrated you at first, but I would love for you to explain. <laughs> kind of freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, freak you out. I'd love for you to talk about what, what he meant and how this helps us understand scripture in a deeper way. Yeah. So when he said that, that the Bible was not written to me, but for me, um, I thought, no, that that's not true. I mean, I'd always heard that that the Bible was like this love letter that had been written just to me. And what he explained, and I'll go on and, 
and talk about that. But it, it ended up being so helpful because that idea that it's just this personal letter that God's written directly to me is is unhelpful at best and inaccurate at worst. Like that's not exactly mm-hmm. what scripture is. So each book of the Bible is written by both a divine author, by God himself. That's what Second Timothy tells us, 3.16, that all scripture is breathed out by God. But it's also written by a human mm-hmm. author. That's what Second um, Peter 1 tells us, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of men. But or by by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit, and so, so these these authors, these human authors, were very particular people. I mean, they were they were real people in real history, and they were they were speaking to a particular audience at a particular mm-hmm. time for a particular reason. And so, Paul was not writing the Book of Romans to me. He wrote the yeah. book. He wrote this letter to the church in Rome in the middle of the first century. Um, you know, we can look back, we can say, well, Jeremiah wasn't writing to me. He was writing to the Israelites in the Southern Kingdom before they were taken into exile. Like they're all these very specific, real scenarios written by real people. But the messages are for me. It might not have been written to me, but the word yes. of God is absolutely for me. It is the eternal, unchanging, you know, living, active word of God. And it's most certainly for us. But as we understand that it wasn't written um, first to us, then what we can do is we can say, well, what was the message for this particular author to mm-hmm. this particular audience? Um, what was he saying to them? Because that message for them is going to be the message for me. And I need to, yeah. you know, bring it through time and, and bring it into my current culture or cultural context. But, um, but it's not a different message. And yeah. so it helps us more accurately interpret and apply the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important to keep in mind. I'm reading through scripture chronologically this year and that's been one of the most helpful things just to keep in context of who's who's God really writing this to and what was going on and 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 all those things mm-hmm. because that that sort of helps place our feet in in the narrative of scripture and then see okay God how are you at work there who how does this show me more of who you are because i think when we go to scripture with that first chunk of that sentence thinking that the bible was written for us at least for me i walk away asking God questions like, okay, well, what does that teach me about me? Right. Which is, mm-hmm. which is a good question to ask, but I think the better question is God, what does this teach me about you? And, and that right. changes me in the process and, right. and kind of avoids me right. even having to ask the question of what does this teach me? Um, so, because the, the deeper, yeah, I know, about what the character of God, the more it changes who I am, you know? I know. Yes, yes. And what he's doing and why he's doing it. I've been in the book of Jeremiah just in my quiet times for a a couple months now. And, you know, there's a lot of judgment in that. And so I keep asking myself, you know, what is, why is God judging them? What's happening? And it's because they were just unfaithful. Like he had, Mm. he had given them so much and they refused to like participate as faithful covenant members. And so that message is for me. God's not going to be sending me into exile by the Babylonians, right? Like that's not for me. But uh-huh. the fact that this this covenantal faithfulness is required, but then I know where I stand in redemptive history, so I know that I will never be the perfect covenant, you know, covenantally faithful partner. 
but Jesus, right? He did that for me. And mm-hmm. so then I, I look to Christ as the one who did take that consequence and that punishment and that judgment on my behalf. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, it just helps us understand so much better um, what the Lord is saying about, like you said, mm-hmm. about who he is and what he's doing and what our need is mm-hmm. and how Jesus fulfilled all of that. He took all of that on himself. So oh, it's so good. So, so good. Okay. So before we go, there's a question that I ask all of my guests and Courtney, I'm so excited to ask you. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but the podcast is called Radical Radiance with the heart to help women see how they can radiate the heart of Jesus in their life, their work, their relationships. And so the question I love asking all of my guests is Courtney, what about Jesus makes you radiant? I love that question, and I love that you go to Psalm 34 because the two verses prior to that have been mm-hmm. sort of the governing verse for what I, how I view public ministry, that it's, oh, magnify mm-hmm. the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That's 34.3. And I just like, and then you keep going. So there's this idea of like, we get to do this together, right? We get to magnify yeah. the name of the Lord, exalt his name together. That's part of our radiance that that we get to do this um, together. But then David goes on and he's like, the Lord, you know, he answered me, delivered me from all my fears. And so he's looked to the Lord for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's the answer to where Lord willing, any radiance he's given me comes from that I look to him for protection like David did for deliverance, mm. for provision. But mostly, what if we look at David's life, I think what we see is that he was a man that looked to the Lord just for his presence too. Not just for what God could yeah. do, but just for who God is, right? And, and that it's the radiance of the Lord that he's our great reward. Mm. Um, not just what he gives, but what he does, that he himself, and, and God gives himself to us. And so, He's the radiant one, um, and we get to be reflectors and partakers of that, of that mm. radiance. And so I think it's as we look to him that, that he cultivates radiance in us by his mercy and grace. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So, so good. And I just, I can't wait for our people to get their hands on your new study. It is called In View of God's Mercies. I can't wait for our people to get their hands on it. And before I let everybody go, I want you to share where can they connect with you? They can grab the book anywhere books are sold, but how can they connect with you after this conversation? Well, I am definitely on Instagram. You will definitely see pictures of my dog and my five precious grandchildren. Mm. So if you like all those things, you know, hop over to Instagram. Uh, I you can you can find me on my website. It's just my name dot com, and um, I'm occasionally on Twitter and occasionally on Facebook, but predominantly Instagram. Okay, awesome. Well, Courtney, I am so thankful for you. Thank you for writing this study on Romans. I can't wait to dig into it myself. And I'm so thankful that you would be my guest today. Thanks for having me. I hope you loved that conversation about the book of Romans as much as I did. And I hope you'll go follow Courtney and grab a copy of her Bible study to go go through alone or even with your small group. And I'm so excited about our next conversation we'll be sharing next Tuesday on the show. One of our guests is a repeat guest, Amy Carroll. You guys loved our first conversation with her and she will be joined by Lynn Cowell. They have co-authored a Bible study 
all about the book of Esther. And that was also such a fun conversation that I cannot wait to share with you. So join me next time as we sit down with Lynn and Amy.